Hello everyone, my name is Kendall and welcome to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. And just like any book club, we'll only be spending half the time actually talking about books. And this is that half. In these book club episodes of this podcast, my guests and I will be bonding over my favorite hobby, reading. Getting to know their relationship to books, the ones they love, the ones that have made the biggest impact on them, and so much more. Now before we get started, I want to remind you that my guests and I will be sharing our own personal experiences, opinions, and possible book spoilers throughout this episode and all future episodes. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another book club episode. And I am joined again by my friend Karina. Connie, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to do this part two. Mm. So I have to start out with the first question, which is, do you like to read? And what is your relationship to reading? I do like to read, although I haven't been, I feel like this is probably a a theme that you've seen amongst people. I don't know. But like, (laughs) I used to read a lot, obviously, in school Mm -hmm. because we had to. And I really Mm -hmm. did, like, thoroughly enjoy it. Um, Like, I enjoyed it so much as a kid that I would, like, you know, like, read in between, like, walking to another class kind of thing. Yeah. Um, So I was super, super big bookworm back then. But, like, after college or, like, after high school, maybe, I stopped reading for fun. And I, I don't know why. It just kind of, like, happened. So I've, I've started reading a little bit more, I think, mm-hmm. in the last two years. But, like, mm-hmm. everything from 2012 up until 2022, <laughs> I just didn't, yeah. Seems to be a theme. But it totally makes sense because I feel like I've done the most reading as a kid and then mm-hmm. post-college. Because I do think, like, when you get to high school, even middle school through college, like, you're doing so much reading for school. Yeah that like you couldn't you couldn't get me to pick up another book or I mean let's be honest I didn't even do half the reading I needed to in college or high school so because I you know went to school for film I would watch a lot more movies so mm. I, I guess I like replaced books with movies but okay that makes sense then mm-hmm. so what has always been your preferred genre and is it the same now Ooh, um, preferred genre would probably be like anything where there's like a magical or mystical kind of element, something mm-hmm. that's like not of this like normal world. Okay. Um, dystopian, um, fantasy. I'm not super into right. sci-fi, but I I could see myself delving into that realm. I just haven't found okay. I think an intro yet. Oh, um, just wait. I got recommendations for oh, you. Oh, okay. But yeah, anything that like adds an element of magic mm-hmm. or like surrealism to it, mm-hmm. um, but still has that like connection that's just like char- the character is very relatable or like, yeah. you know, something that still ties you into regular people's lives. Then. Yeah, no, totally makes sense. Do you read anything that is remotely connected to your job like about wildlife and nonfiction, or do you solely read for the entertainment purpose I actually so I read my first well so when I had my started my first internship with Fish and Wildlife Service I read one book on um it's essentially like on how 
to interpret the outdoors in a way that's more relatable to people. Oh, um, I like that. Which is, it was actually really interesting because I didn't know any, like the word interpretation for me was yeah. like an outside interpretation, like for people that don't yeah. know. It's like there's um, outdoor education and then there's interpretation and education is more of like those standards that you see in like schools, you know, like mm-hmm. school standards that are then brought over into like the outdoor world to learn more about like biology or physics or, you know, that sort of thing. Mm. Interpretation is more of like, let's take a look at this tree and like, what's, you know, what's interesting about it? Like what, you know, like nature knowing yeah. that's interpretation. We're not necessarily teaching you something that's scientific or like is part of those like education yeah. standards, but it's something that like you are seeing the world through somebody else's lens we are interpreting the outdoor interesting world. okay so then what is the name of this book now because now I feel like it's something remember. I need to read Cuddy you were supposed to be prepared like <laughs> what were you doing this one was old like I if I looked it up probably I would maybe be able to find it but it, it was a, yeah. written by a guy I'm pretty okay. sure he was a park ranger yes okay and national park service and um he like kind of, I think he kind of set the standards for interpretation. Okay. Um, but Interesting. that's like the, one of the only nonfiction other than this book that I was reading that I swear I have around somewhere. <laughs> um, but it's about how to communicate better for scientists. So oh. yeah. And it's like, I love this book because the guy that wrote it, was um I think he was a biology professor or like um marine science professor at, at a university and would go to these like conferences for other biologists and like um climate change science and all of this and would just be absolutely bored out of his mind in these like well he like understood the talk but he was like if anybody else that didn't understand all the jargon that goes on in these conferences was here they like would fall yeah. asleep which is part of the problem of like communicating climate science. Yeah. We'll just like get very bogged down in the. For sure. Just words that people use scientists, particularly that are just so unfriendly Mm -hmm. for the general public. So he wrote a whole book. He actually, he quit his job, went to LA to study film, took an acting class and like just was learned about people and like how they like, in how they see the world and like their motivations for like caring about things essentially Mm -hmm. he just wrote this whole book on like how we're communicating all wrong and like just thinking that people are going to care about the issue and the science is like not people don't just care about information for the sake of information you know Mm. even if it's going to save your house from flooding people like you have to make connect the dots you can't just yeah levels are rising I know for sure you know yeah this is what's going to happen and this is how we can fix it and this is how it relates to you yeah no that totally makes sense another book I think I should read yeah I'm sure none of that jargon makes sense to me I swear it was here (laughs) so then now that you're picking up reading a little bit more when do you find the time to read um I find the time it's it's called don't be such a scientist I don't remember who wrote it um, but anyway, I find the time to read mostly before bed 
Um, also on trips, I read a lot more on trips than I do just in my regular day to day because of the free time, like, especially if you go to the beach or something, you know, Yeah, no, or that's on what a plane, most people say. Yeah. just a captive audience for like five hours on a plane. Yeah. What is your preferred way to read? Do you like a Kindle or ebook? Do you like an audiobook, a hardback, a paperback? I, my preferred method is whatever I could get my hands on. <laughs> <laughs> whatever's free <laughs> a library um book. <laughs> yes library books um I do a lot of ebooks through the library because I'm just lazy and I don't feel like going driving to the library <laughs> yeah so I I tend to do that I, if somebody will lend me a hard copy of something I'll read it, it it's honestly anything that it, that's free <laughs> a free <laughs> book I'm here for it yes <laughs> that's funny so then the ultimate question what is your favorite book or give me your top favorite books So the book that I remember like changing my perspective on books or like I was floored by this book as, as like a middle schooler was um, House of the Scorpion. Ooh. I don't remember who wrote it, but anyway, it's like this book about this kid who grows up. So like in this world, um, in the land between, so Mexico and the U.S., right? Uh-huh. There's like land between Mexico and the U S that's owned by, or like controlled by the cartel. And like, it's, it's so crazy, dude. I, I don't know how much I can say, cause it's been so long since I've seen it, but there's like Yeah. a twist in the, in the book that you're just like, <laughs> it's so crazy. Interesting, which is funny because I think that book, once you said the title, I was like, oh yeah, I remember you had mentioned it or something. There have been a couple books that you've said that I've thought about because you've said them. Yeah, it's told through the eyes of this kid who lives on one of the, I think that they grow cocaine. I cannot, or like, I can't remember what they grow exactly, like exactly, but essentially like he works on one of the farms and it's told through his perspective. Um, and it's just, I think he meets other kids that have been affected by like, like I think he loses or he, at the beginning he's lost his mom. Um, and he meets other kids that are like, I think in the same predicament and you just like learn things about him and like about the, the place that he lives. And it's just like crazy. So I want to read it again because Oh, okay. I don't remember Yeah. anything, but Okay. yeah. Do you reread books or are you now more interested in rereading some of your favorite books? Yeah, I think, um, some of the books that like House of Scorpion, I want to reread. I don't tend to reread books in the, also, I like, I don't tend to rewatch movies unless I like really love them. And a movie Mm -hmm. is like easy, passive entertainment. A book Yeah. is like, much more involved. Yeah. So I can't think What are some other, I've reread any. what are some other books that you really enjoyed? Some of your favorites? As a kid, I loved A Series of Unfortunate Events. That was like my favorite So good. series. I also think it was partially because Harry Potter was really big and you could never get any of those books at the library and the series of unfortunate events I could always get. <laughs> so I would read those and I, I just, I loved the like world that they Aww. built, Yeah. like the little details. Um, Yeah, it was so dark in such a appropriate way. mm -hmm. It's, you know, like it didn't, 
I don't remember them ever crossing any kind of lines for a young children's book and yet built something so interesting, something you just wanted to participate in. They're so cute too, because like that was my first thing that I read that had like any hint of romance. That was like, mm. like oh, one of my characters has a crush. Like I can tell this yeah. person has a crush on this girl. But yeah. like, it was so funny to like just be introduced to that, and it was just so yeah. cute. I think it's it's very it was very appropriate for that like age group. Yeah. In lots of ways, like in in just like how dark it felt, but there was still so much hope in the story so and they always seemed like they were always very resourceful in finding a way to get out of the situations they were in even when like the circumstances were so dire yeah Yeah. what that teaches us as kids and the like you said the the hope we have or the resourcefulness we think we can you know learn yeah I also loved when they would introduce a word that was like this is a word I've never heard and they would Mm. say like a word in which this circumstance means, and they would like tie it into the the whatever was going on in the book at that time. Oh, that's really smart. That's like a nice, I don't remember that, but that's a nice way to help boost our voca- vocabularies. Yeah, it was like, and this is a bad example, but like, let's say they use the word hideous, which they would use a much larger word than that. <laughs> but they're like, a word in this case meant that um, looking at, miss whoever would make you want to gag <laughs> <laughs> yes nice way yeah. to like connect the dots yeah it's it so cute. but mm-hmm. other books yeah. that I've loved recently um I have been reading more recommendations that I've heard here or like from my friends the bee tree I yeah L- let me guess who gave you that recommendation <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was one. texting Jamila about it the whole time I was reading. It was so good. I'm like, I don't usually read like books that like the theme is romance, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I love it within a story, but I don't usually pick up mm-hmm. a story because it's a romance book. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, I thought it was just like, th- sometimes like my so Drew, my husband, he like reads these like fantasy novels, right? That can be just so overwhelmingly, the barrier of entry is just like, come on, can we yeah. like get on with this? Yeah. But yeah. It, like, just sometimes you just need a, a good palate cleanser romance novel. And yeah. that was perfect. Yeah. I'm also not a slow burn person. Maybe one day I will be, but like, I need you to just hook me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I treat is really good. Mm-hmm. Have you read any other Emily Henry books? I don't think so. I think that was the only one I've read. read. Mm-hmm. I also suggest you pick up Carly Fortune's books. Every Summer After is the suggestion I gave to Jamila after she mm-hmm. said she loved Betrayed. And it, I liked it more personally. Like I just oh. thought it pulled at every heartstring I have um, every summer after. But mm-hmm. I think that that's like a good, a good one. Her other, uh, Emily Henry's other book that came out that I read was Happy Place. And that was pretty good. But I liked mm-hmm. Beatrice the best, I think. Hopefully there's not a long wait list, but that also is not a barrier to entry for me. I will <laughs> I will let that sit in my queue for four <laughs> months if I have to. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what are some of your favorite tropes or <laughs> plot themes, ideas, storylines? What do you love? 
Let's see. So I doesn't have to be romance. If I thought about this and I was like, oh my god, this is exactly my like trope that I always go to. Um, it's usually when there's like, so in a romance when like, okay, so you know the Romeo and Juliet where like they're they're love they're in love enemies together enemies to lovers yeah. or no, or no, like no. oh 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 like forbidden love or what is it it's, right yeah but. Yeah. In this case, one of them has died. <laughs> usually, usually I love, I love novels where it's like, oh no, like the person is dead or like they're going to die. Like, <laughs> so like the fault in our stars. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know why the mortality of it, I think is just like, or, um, so like in a series, of, I'm going to keep going back to this. Yes. You know, at the beginning of each book, he would dedicate it to, um, uh Beatrice I think it was and he like every book would start with like a poem or like a love letter to to Beatrice I don't remember this but sure you would like learn a little bit more and then you're like I think she's dead and it's just like all of these so heartfelt things and like beautiful poems and like descriptions of like moments that they'll never have or moments Mm -hmm. that they had and you're I just love it I think it's just like so heartbreaking and like beautiful Mm, you like the dark stuff who would have guessed (laughs) yeah (laughs) so then do you want a book that has the past and present in that way where let's say somebody has passed away Mm. whether it's their love or whatever you get chapters of the past in which they were together or is it just like what is it about that I do sometimes I have I think I read is it the time travelers wife wife yeah the time travelers wife yeah that one I think is kind of like that where it like jumps from yeah from time to time um so no I do enjoy those uh because yeah then the romance aspect is still part of yeah um I don't think it necessarily has to be like the main characters have that like one of the person like passes away sometimes usually it's like a side character yeah but um I just like I like that aspect in the book I think it's very like romantic but heartbreaking (laughs) sounds like it yeah interesting and so what are some of the like storylines that you like outside of romance tropes um anything with like adventure anything where like somebody has to fight a like an organization or like Mm. a social order that is and like completely just unethical or wrong yeah Uh, yes So did you read, I have this in my memory and correct me if I'm wrong, but you read Red Rising. I didn't. I didn't? No. Oh, in my mind you had. I didn't put it down though. Oh my gosh. Red Rising is one of the book suggestions for you then. I don't know why I had it in my head that you had read it, but Red Rising is a good one. I read in last year. It was a, it was the perfect dystopian for my adult brain. That mimicked the things I loved so much about like Hunger Games and, you know, things like that. And so it was dark, which you like. And it was just I haven't read the rest of the series, but um, because it was just just one that I I think I really have to pay attention to. So once I can get my hands on the second book, read it, I will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lots of reviews. I enjoy a good series every once in a while, but I don't like the feeling I, I love one-off books because I'm not tied to like reading. Mm. Like the stories started and ended in this one book. I'm not like, 
left with a cliffhanger where it's like, oh, I gotta, yeah. especially if they're really long, like really dense, like thick books where there's like five of them, you know, yeah. more. <laughs> so you, you would rather read a standalone than read like a series or it's usually, yeah. I'm drawn to a duology. So it's just two. Oh yeah. That I could do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Also like I, I'll, like get rid of that rule if I'm like super into the first book okay but if it hooks me to the point where I'm like you know I'm like reading it I'll do this where I like I I get the book on the kindle and then I'll I'll use my like phone's audio describer to like audio book it for me that's smart because I just don't want to have to rent the audiobook and the book and then have to like line them up correctly if I'm like I want to listen to this in the car or something. Yeah, no, that makes sense. No, I like devour audiobooks because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, I, I do. Just... I do love a good audiobook because it's just so. Like, I don't have time all the time to read, and I I have an hour long commute to work, so yeah, it's it's worth my time to like read it in there. Mm. So I have an opinion about audiobooks. I have found that I really like mysteries and like thrillers in an audiobook form mm-hmm. because it easy to follow especially if you're doing other things and it's so close to real life that you can kind of zone out into it similar to like a non-fiction because it's almost like listening to a podcast if I'm reading like a fantasy or dystopian I feel like that I have to read like yeah. that I want to I want to process it I want to read it I want to you know be a part of it and be in you know in it versus listening to it I agree, especially if it's like, like a new world, world building. It's just like, I have to read it or I can't listen to it or I just Mm -hmm. stop paying attention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've stopped so many emails to like re-listen and I'm like, wait, can you do that again for me? I didn't. Yeah. And so many times I'm listening and I'm, if I'm listening to audiobook for it, I'm like, wow, I really read those names wrong Mm -hmm. every time. Although, okay. I... Are you the kind of person that will change the way that you read it in your head based off of what the audiobook version is? Or will you continue to read it, quote unquote, incorrectly, because the first time you read it was the way you want to listen to it? I think it's a mix of both. Um, But I think however I read it the first time is how I continue. So like I read Fourth Wing and I listened to the audiobook the first half. And then was like, I want to read this. And so then I read the rest and a lot of the names I still had based on what the audiobook said, but then there were some that I just like never, like never clicked. And so it was just whatever I'm reading. Yeah, I, I will like, there are certain names where it's like, I will die on this hill. This is how you're supposed to pronounce it. <laughs> like, even though they even don't. Even though I know I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, but, See, we're talking about two different things because in my head, I'm like how I'm reading it, not whether or not I think I'm right. Like oh. I have no idea and I'm just going to assume every time I'm wrong. So like I'm never going to die on the hill thinking I'm right. I'm not. I don't think so. I just, there, and I can't, I wish I could remember. I, if I went down and asked her, he would know. But um, <laughs> we were reading The Way of Kings. Oh, I've heard it's really good. It is. It's really good, but I will say it is dense. It is like, once it's just so much world building it's okay. like those typical fantasy books where you're just like yeah yeah um I want to read Brandon Sanderson and I just like 
haven't, mm-hmm. but people really like his books. Yeah, I like the more I got into it, the faster I started reading it because, you know, I was more invested yeah. in characters and I, I understood the world a little bit better. But I kid you not, it took me a year and a half to read that book because I just kept putting it down. And being like, See, that's what I feel like I'm going to be like. And that makes me nervous when it comes to like, I haven't read that many like high fantasy as I'm getting back into the genre or anything, mm-hmm. you know, adult in those, you know, dystopian or sci-fi. And I keep going back to young adult because like, I think it's just easier mm-hmm. and I don't know. I feel like I want to consume so much that I don't know if I have the attention span or desire to really read something that's going to take me that long to like get into it. I don't know. I don't know. But I've heard good things about a lot of them. I I enjoyed it, but I after reading it, I was just so like, I was like, this is really good, but I'm not hooked. You know, like mm. I, I read it because... Drew really wanted me to read it and so did like his brother and his brother's wife and I was like you know what since you all are like loving this book I yeah. have to read it and I was just like it was really good like yeah it's good but I just I was so worn out after reading that book that I was just like I just don't need to read another like yeah book. <laughs> have you read and this was also a TikTok recommendation that I picked up the Serpent and the Wings of Night by Carissa Broadbent. No. Oh my God, dude. Okay. <laughs> Is it? I was so, so wrapped up in this book when I read it last year. It was like, um. So I started. Wait, off what is it called? Like, the Serpent and the Wings of Night. Okay. And it's got vampires in it, so okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just, oh, I've seen this all over TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so like the it has that aspect of like Hunger Games where there's like a big tournament where mm-hmm. it's down to you know the last yeah. kind of thing. Um, but then it's also got that. I mean, in any world where you're putting people pitting them against each other to fight for entertainment, I think you're you're building a society that's very like yes a lot of problems Mm -hmm. so um there's a lot of that like fighting the social norms and like against the odds and then there's huge romance aspect to it definitely like nsfw but (laughs) (laughs) but very much entertaining yeah oh okay then i gotta read it that one sounds really good i like that so that's you've said you said before that's kind of what you look for in a book what other things do you look for when you're reading um I like I easy like I automatically drift off when I have to do a lot of world building so I try to steer away from like heavy fantasy novels Mm -hmm. um but I'll push through if like somebody really wants me to read something um sometimes it's all about the cover (laughs) I'm not gonna lie like a good cover for me I'm just like oh that looks really good yes (laughs) yeah yes it's why I've had this conversation with people before where I don't want to judge a book by its cover, but it's why I will pick up some of them over others. And there are some books like uh, Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Mass. I have seen the cover for it and I have never been interested in it. Mm-hmm. And then I think she's now redoing the covers uh-huh. and that will probably make me more inclined to read it. That and the fact that everybody says 
you should read it. It's like so good. But, um, but yeah, there have been some books that, you know, I just never, never took an interest in and it sounds horrible. It's also probably why when I was a kid, I really liked, um, Hoot, the book by Carl. I wrote a throwback. Hyacinth, I think, Mm -hmm. if I found something, I don't know. Um, I was super into the, well, because I was living in Florida at the time and they're wildlife based. So (laughs) they've they've always got an element of like Florida swamps, like Everglades, the Keys, something Mm -hmm. having to do with like Florida habitats and landscape. And then it's got some sort of animal element where they're like protecting or saving some animal. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes there's like a little bit of like a, like a crush or romance kind of thing. Yeah. It's aspect. Um, but I remember vividly that cover was like solid. I think it was solid teal. And then the owl's eyes were like yellow and the beak was orange. And like, yeah, rubbed your hand. Yes. I got it. It's pretty. It's like, it's yeah. I can see why you were so into it. And if you rub your hand over it, the, like the teal part was like matte. And then mm. the 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 beak of the owl was like that kind of um, shiny, like so. It just was very t- tactile. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, for a kid though, like that's the oh my god, yeah, prime thing to get you. That's so funny. Okay, well, I have another question. That this one is right up your alley. Mm-hmm. Do you think? The book is always better than the movie. Ooh. Speaking of hoot. <laughs> um, yeah, I I remember the movie. I I rem- I will say I think the book is usually better than the movie. And I think like you just can't there's just so much detail that that gets lost when you translate things into a 90 minute two or two hour segment of time. Mm-hmm. And assumptions. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's totally up to the director, or like even if they have the author on on set, like you can't put everybody's visions into one movie. For sure. And I don't know. I I usually think the book is better. Mm-hmm. I can't think of an aspect where I thought the movie was better. Um, the most recent one I think I watched and like read the book was um. Oh God, the Swamp Girl. <laughs> what is it called? The the one it's set. Okay, this is also. Oh, where the crawdads sing. Yes, yes, yes. Well, they call her the, the Swamp, Swamp Girl. Girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never saw the movie. I read the book, and I never. Yeah, it's just it's, honestly, it's not. They make changes, and I always find it mm, when they decide mm-hmm. to make changes. Do you? I don't know. If I should spoiler say- for anybody who's listening. Fast forward. Yeah. But tell me, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> okay. So in the book, um, you know, the 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 boy, the love interest, his yeah, dad yeah. dies. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, in the movie, it's the guy that works at the dock that runs the shop that always takes care of her. Yeah, he dies in the movie. I know. Um, I was actually much more torn up about that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought, like, a wow. creative creative changes I thought yeah. that was a good one I was crying on the plane watching I was sobbing mm-hmm. interesting okay so no I but I, I thought 
I thought the book the or the movie the way that they like presented the house and like the atmosphere I I thought it did really well okay mm. visually I mean I think there's something really great to seeing a movie adaptation I think I just now go into it not having any expectation that it'll be exactly what I'd hoped for which I think as a kid I always did right mm. but but yeah so what book would you love to read again for the very first time? Oh, the first time. Definitely House of Scorpion. <laughs> like, that was the first book that I read that I was like, oh, my God. Like, I didn't see yeah. it coming kind of thing. Um, So now, like, I want to, like, if I could read it again as an adult for the first time, would I be like, would I notice things more, you know, yeah. I was like 12 when I read it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know, just like, that would be really enjoyable. Um, I can't, I'm trying to think of another book that I wish I could read for the first time again. Usually it's things where there's a twist. I yeah. think so la- this year, last year, 2023, I read, um, Verity. Any, that was also, and like, I know it gets a lot of flack online. I think it's like, this book is hyped up and it's not as good as it is. I liked it. I and liked I don't it. really like Colleen Hoover's books. So mm. yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was, it was one of those where I was just like, always creeped out reading it. You know, just like, yeah, yeah. something yep. bad's going to happen. You know, like, mm-hmm. just like, this is wrong. Something, something's yep. going to jump out at me, you yep. know? It was very creepy. It was very haunting in the way that it was written. It was well done. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I really enjoyed that. I actually, that one I, I enjoyed so much that I, like, gave play-by-plays to Morgan and Allison. I was like, you're you're never going to read this book. <laughs> let me tell you exactly. I do that happening. all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let me tell you all about this. Oh, no, yeah. 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 It's fun That's to get it off your chest, too. Yeah. But. It's like, it's almost like gossiping or retelling a story like that because you just have all the juice juicy pieces that you get to tell somebody else and see their reaction yes it's a great I love it yeah love and then it. you also don't have to wait for them to read the book like you get yeah. instant gratification of like them yeah. being oh my yeah. god <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. you're like guess what I just finished it and this happened yeah. Oh, yeah so you are you interested in reading more like thrillers then because that's quite I do really like thrillers okay um, I didn't know that I was into them until um Drew read The Girl on the Train. Mm. Yeah. And he was super into it. He was like, you have to read this book. Yeah. So I did. And I was like, I had never really read a thriller or a mystery until then. And I was like, whoa, I I liked it a lot. So I'd be into reading more. Well, with that said, let me go into a couple of the suggestions that I have thought of as we've been talking and before this. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, when it comes to a thriller, I think you, Andrew, should read any Riley Sager book and any Taylor Adams book. Riley who? Sager. S-A-G-E-R. Yeah, Sager, Sager. Sorry if I'm Mm -hmm. mispronouncing. And then Taylor Adams. Now, the ones that I would suggest are No Exit by Taylor Adams. And then you can watch the Hulu movie of it. It was not good. Oh, no. (laughs) But it's a great book. And then The Only One Left by Riley Sager is my favorite of his books. And I devoured it. And Mm. I think it will give you the same 
vibe that Verity did with like a haunting creepiness to it. Mm -hmm. So you really like that. The other suggestion for you, the other two next two are more on the lines of fantasy, however different. So the first one was one of my favorite books of 2023. And this author writes other fantasy books that I now want to read because of it. But it's a different kind of fantasy. It's more like real. It's not like world building in that way. The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. And it is about a young woman who was born in 17 something in France and she makes a deal with the devil because she wants to she doesn't want to get married and she wants to like live her life so she makes a deal with the devil and the deal is that she gets to basically live forever live until she's done and then when she's done he'll come to her and take her life and so she lives forever she lives for 300 years and we see her now in New York City day like 2023 and or 2022 or whatever the book came out Mm -hmm. and the only problem is everybody who she meets forgets her so the moment that like their back is turned or they're not engaging with her they've forgotten her so she has this it's heartbreaking which is why I think you'll really like it is that you're following her life and then some other characters and I can't give too much away but like Mm -hmm. it's so heartbreaking it really makes me just like question the human experience and there's a love story in it and it's just heartbreaking but it was phenomenal and I really loved it and I've given the book to like three different people now for for birthday gifts like mm-hmm. I loved it wow. um that sounds also I do I love like history aspect like mm-hmm. and it has to be specifically mostly like Victorian aspect there was a book that you recommended to me when I moved back here um it had like magical elements to it and it was set in something about there was like an angel in the title um, oh a clockwork angel yes by yeah. Cassandra Clary mm-hmm. who wrote like city of bones yeah yes clockwork yeah. angel you would really like that definitely has that too oh, I, I read them oh yeah <laughs> yeah those are good They're ones really yeah good. Uh-huh. she actually had a recent she had a book recently come out that's on my list to read that I haven't read yet mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called I have to think about it and then the other one is one that I bought in London recently on my birthday mm-hmm. and it's called forget me not Mm-hmm. And it's basically this woman's. Do you get that one for the, the cover? You know, I picked it up because of the cover because it, it's just so pretty. It is. But then I read the back <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, I kind of want this. Um, But it's this woman who um, the author, Sophie Pavel, Pavel mm-hmm. um, is go- like embarking on a quest to kind of look at all of these endangered species. And traveling by foot and bike etc to look at all of them and discover if we're too you know late to save them if we can like you know all of that so um it's a nice I haven't read it yet I've only looked at the back and seen kind of the synopsis for it but I was like I'm here for it it's gonna be heartbreaking dude I um so last year um, we had our Office of Communications workshop. So mm-hmm. everybody across the country that works for our Office of Communications came together. And um, the people that put together the workshop did a great job. They got 
I forget his name. He's our age. He's like 29. Um, he's a photographer for Nat Geo. Oh, wow. I'm so jealous of his life. His dad was a photographer for Nat Geo. <laughs> Lucky. Um, and so was his mom. And they, they're doing this thing. It's called photo arc. So they're photographing as many species as they can find across the globe wow. to kind of collect just like an image. Cause so the idea from this came because like, you know, how we have Im just drawn images of like animals that have gone extinct, like yeah. you know, and you're just like, mm, I don't know how accurate this depiction is, you know? Yeah. So they're trying to capture photographs of as many species as they can before they go extinct. Wow. And the stories that he just like, I want to cry just like thinking about it. It was That's... insane. That and is heartbreaking though, to like think of the was, reasoning behind it. It was hard to like, I, I kid you not, like there wasn't a single dry eye in that like whole oh God. auditorium. Um, but the guy that was like taking the photos too, they would like talk to people from different countries that would have like the last of like a species. And Ugh. sometimes they were like very, you know, cared for in like a zoo or, or someplace that was like a wildlife center. Mm. And sometimes like they were like species that were just not like not cared for. Or like it was very hard to find other than like at you know a backstreet market somewhere and it was just like ugh, wild. I'm just like ugh. He did have very funny stories though. Oh thank <laughs> God. I mean just that. Like, oh. But that's oh I mean, what a cool job. Also, how incredibly like devastating. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But also what an amazing thing to be able to do that and like take all of those photos and have them documented for us for forever yeah. as we destroy this planet it was funny too because like all year in preparation for this workshop i'd hear like photo arc photo arc is the guy for the photo arc coming and i was like what is a photo arc like what is yeah. that mean and yeah. then i realized i was like oh it's like noah's ark oh photos. yeah that's so cool mm -hmm. wow yeah oh that's really cool though but it was it was really interesting mm -hmm. wow Here's a list of books for you. Um, <laughs> very excited for you. I hope you like them. Yes. And read them. And now that I know Drew likes them and reads so much, maybe he'll like some of them. Oh, yeah. I'm going to read. I'm going to definitely these two like mystery novels for sure. All of their books, like both of these mm -hmm. authors books. Like I've read so many of them. They're so good. If you like really dark ones too, they're young adults and Mindy McGinnis who was a guest on this podcast earlier this season, her books, The Female of the Species, The Initial Insult, they're very dark. The characters that she creates are dark and have mm -hmm. issues. And it's she does a very good job of writing them and these very oh, like unrealistic and realistic scenarios, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just, they're very good. I really enjoyed them. Yeah. The Female of the Species was one of my favorite books last year to read. It just like challenges like feminine rage and the way that like women are treated. And oh, I just really liked it. I read last for two years. So I, I tried doing the whole like 30 before, like 30 books you have to read before 30. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got, so I, I like just looked up and I, I've been doing this with movies too, like the top okay. 100 movies. Um, but I looked up a bunch of like 
books that people recommend you read before 30 and I like mm. cross-reference different lists and was yeah. like this one whatever um the I only read two and I honestly I didn't even finish the second one uh, <laughs> the first one was uh I wrote it down what is it called oh Fates and Furies by Lauren Groff Ooh. it's it's a slow it starts off very slow it's like why am I reading this? <laughs> it's like this is because it was recommended. Kind of thing. It's like watching an artsy movie where you're just like it was recommended by lots of critics. But then like you okay. get into the story and you're you were just I was like, spoiler alert here. I don't know if you're I'm not gonna recommend it because it was really slow. <laughs> but like there's a part in the book where she she gets a hysterectomy without her husband knowing because she doesn't want to have kids. And he's away on a work trip. And I was just like, this is so dark. Like, just the whole, just the way, like, they're, they're, the relationship that they have and, like, the marriage that they have, it's like, they love each other, but they're also, like, she, she's just, like, so wrapped up in it and, like, doesn't want to have kids, but he wants to have kids. It's just, like, the whole, it's just about their marriage, essentially, and their mm-hmm. relationship. And she's just, like, hiding things about herself and I it's like very interesting to see the way that their relationship plays out and um just like the secrets that they both have been keeping from them yeah. like he dies <laughs> he dies <laughs> like oh okay that <laughs> you just like find out that they've both been keeping secrets from each other and so at the end after he dies she doesn't really have to like Honestly, keep anything anymore. Like she's it's uh, not a that you already know. I think like halfway through the book you find out that he's he's dead or something. Interesting. But um of course you would pick one where the exactly <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like if anybody out there has read it before, like I'm sorry, I just thought it was slow. <laughs> but it was really good at the end. I was like, damn, that was and people like a lot of the ones that are like really you know like slow burns I'm just not that person mm-hmm. I just want to I want to get into it I don't want like I like a good detail like like good details in a book but when yeah. it's like, just so full of like yeah it's just point like there points this in the story yeah. Kind of thing. yeah no I'm here for that yeah mm-hmm. interesting though so then what was the last really good book you read uh oof. Uh, the last really good book I read. So I just finished, uh, or actually I'm almost done with The Black Prism, which is also mm. fantasy. Mm. I think it's it's not really good. It's good. But like, again, also one of those where I'm like, the world of building isn't too bad. There's like a section in it where they talk about the magic that they use in the world. It's like color, like color related which oh interesting prism like that yeah 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 um but when they're I get lost when they're explaining rules like rules to the magic I'm just like just give me I don't need an explanation literally yeah (laughs) I want to get into fantasy I want to be in another world I really truly do however yes that is really hard for me to follow Mm mm-hmm yeah people's powers how they get them what how lineage like 
it's lineage or like the the kingdom like how the kingdom is separated yeah. Oh and my gosh. yeah just like I just don't Yeah. Oh. I get that it's like at some point this is going to be useful to know For but sure. like I just wish there was a better way of like delivering this information to me without yes. blowing me yes also so don't confuse me similar yes to characters names you cannot have a Coraline and a Caroline like I oh no like you can't have similar names in magic like I need them to be completely separated from my own understanding Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Like names can be very confusing. The like rules of succession or like the yeah, I'm just like, I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, but or like if there's like different systems of like social systems where it's like, oh, this person is like at the bottom tier of their society and like this person's at this. I'm just like, just make it something that like I can easily tell this person is poor and this person is rich and has power. Let me tell you, red rising will be helpful for you. Um, All the reds are at the bottom of the totem pole. The golds are at the top. However, the colors in between couldn't tell you. Okay. Couldn't tell you. I'm sure as the series goes on, I will have a better understanding. Mm -hmm. But I started the second book and I was like, this is hard. (laughs) Yeah, I want to say... a Court of, no, 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 not, that's, I haven't read A Court of Thorns, Thorns and Roses yet. I, did you not like it? You didn't like it? <laughs> Everybody raves about it. I, I have a I physical copy now because uh, the unlet, okay. my mother lent it to me, but yeah. Here's the deal. Everybody says that this, the first book is the worst in the series. Oh. oh. So I only read the first one. Mm-hmm. Didn't like it. Just like wasn't my vibe. Mm-hmm. And then I won't say I didn't like it. It wasn't my vibe this rest I have not read I do want to read her books because they're so popular so like Throne of Glass I will read that series but Mm -hmm. A Court of Throne and Roses was just not my vibe it was respectfully um it was like another telling of Beauty and the Beast and like Stockholm Syndrome being romanticized and like that was just not my vibe and I know that was like such a small percentage of the book but that in and of itself was just not my vibe yeah I don't so in my head I'm like building it up to be like the serpent in the wings at night because I just I loved the <laughs> it was more of an it was all enemies to lovers in that one that was like it was mm-hmm. very much like um and like you see it coming you're like mm-hmm. oh they're trying to kill each other in this arena like they're gonna fall in love you know <laughs> just like the hunger game okay yeah <laughs> I don't know. You're right. Maybe <laughs> I'll give it a try. And then but if you that. liked, if you want another version of that, I think you should read Powerless by Lauren Roberts. Mm-hmm. It does have a Hunger Games arena style thing and like a very, the tension between the two characters and other characters is just amazing. Like it's great yeah. tension. It's great love. So I think you'd enjoy that. And it was a fast, fun read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, that's like, the Hunger Games and this, and I read another one where it was like Arena. Mm. They say it's the one that the Hunger Games was kind of like more based off of. It's Japanese, I oh, think. Interesting. It was a long one too. Yeah, looking for something to like compliment. I've been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate three. I don't know if you've heard about the video game. Okay, so mm-hmm. it's D and D essentially on a video game. But it's very much, I mean, D&D, like, fantasy kind of thing. There's, like, vampires, they yeah. trolls, whatever, goblins, etc. Um, And I really like the storyline. Like, you can, there's just so many options. There's, like, 
you can like follow like go traveling with this person and like mm -hmm. follow their storyline or like yeah their own thing etc um and I kind of want something to complement the place oh, that I'm playing interesting in yeah there um but it yeah I don't know so we'll see yeah mm -hmm. I usually, I do that where I Google, like, if I like this, I'll like this. And I do that with oh. movies to find books. I do that with books to find other books because I very much have those moments too, after I finish something where I'm like, I want more of this. And mm -hmm. to some degree, nothing is an original idea anymore anyway. So like, yeah. I do just want to consume more of this feeling totally. and more of this. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, I, I get it. I also do this thing where I'm like really into a certain vibe for a certain season. And I feel like these like dark fantasy romances are my winter. Vibe. Yeah. 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 And then your beach treat is your summer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So then what are the next books on your list to read? Um, A Court of Thorns and Roses. Mm -hmm. uh, probably some of the things on here. I think... Um, the Invisible Life of Addie LaRue sounds like something I, I would be into. So good. And then for summer, I'll read Every Summer After. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are all great <laughs> options. I'm curious, after you read The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, I'm really curious, and I've asked everybody who reads this afterwards, what character you identify with the most? Because I had this conversation with two of my guests at the beginning of the season, and we each had a different connection to the three main characters in the book and who and what their storyline was. Wow. Okay. And I will why? have to give you like a call after I finish reading it. Mm -hmm. because... Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Well, Cuddy, thank you so much for being here, for giving me any ounce of your free time, for discussing books, for giving me a list. Yeah. Like, I'm really curious to read them now. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious for both of our fantasy journeys. Yes. Yeah, we'll see. I really hope you like it. But also, if you hate The Serpents and the Wings of I Night, can tell you. Please tell me that you hate it. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you hate any of those books, please tell me. I don't. I, I also, I know that this is a series. I just have, okay. I don't even know if the second book was out when I finished this, this book. I love a series. I'm here for it. I love okay. a series when the books are out already like that's mm -hmm. my favorite but I will wait around for the next one if yeah. I have to oh. oh well thank you Patty for being here I really appreciate it and mm -hmm. I'm grateful for your time and your candidness oh, thank you so much for asking me to be on this podcast I have been like I remember when you started it and I was like oh my god if she asks me the last <laughs> book I read was like in college like eight years ago so I started reading. <laughs> I'm glad. That's funny. You're not the first person to say that. And I'm like, guys, you really don't, you don't have to just like, absolutely talk about. <laughs> I will say I have enjoyed it though. Like I started yeah. getting more on, on book talk and, and I started off with like recommendations there, mm -hmm. like Verity and this one. Yeah. Um, but I like have heard books on this, on your podcast and started reading some of those. Mm -hmm. And that's so you know, I'm glad. Things of what you're into. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm glad. I mean, I think, oh gosh, I'm so happy for book talk. Like, I think it's just such a great way to like have books discussed mm -hmm. in 
because otherwise we're all just wandering a bookstore hoping we find a good one. Right. But, I mean, it's the same thing, like the internet nowadays, you can yeah. research anything you want before yeah. you buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, thank you, Kati. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks. Everybody stay tuned for the next set of episodes. Bye, everyone. Bye. Before you go, if you haven't already, check out the unofficial book club on the Fable app. The Fable app is an interactive platform for virtual book clubs where people from all around the world can come together to create this beautiful community, sharing and interacting over the books they're reading. There are so many different book clubs on this app, and I'm moderating the book club for this podcast. This is not a sponsored ad. I'm just excited to host an online book club. My guests and I discuss so many amazing books across so many different genres and categories. So to be able to bring them to life in a space where we can all interact, that's what I want for this book club. Each month, we'll be reading a different book from a different genre or category. So you can join us each month or during the months in which the category piques your interest. If you want to learn more about which genre we'll be reading for each month, you can check out the schedule on Instagram at unofficialbookclubpod. So download the Fable app to join the unofficial book club and read alongside me and follow me on Instagram and TikTok at unofficialbookclubpod to be updated on any future book club picks. If you're looking for the link to the book club, it'll be in the show notes, along with all of the books that were discussed in this episode and any books discussed in other episodes are listed in their show notes. So thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.